Are you Back ready, again. Christian? Let's do it. Are you ready, Christian? Aye, aye, Sean, Captain. I yeah, heard I'm you. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Toku for Two. I am Sean, also known as Kensuketi. My name's Chris. I'm also uh, Cadaver Chris. Yes, he's also in Resident Evil 5, in case you didn't know about that. Um, My biceps are swole. They are swole, but all for the wrong reasons, and I couldn't tell Bunch you why. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, we are here today, dearly beloved, to talk about tokusatsu. But I want to go ahead and say, first off, what you've been watching. So, I started. I ended up starting Ultra Q, episode 1, 2, and 3. Oh, no, no, I don't care about that just yet. I want to know what you've been watching. So I just finished Comrader Kabuto. Very good season. And now I have an episode and a half in of Comrader Decade, which is like an anniversary season. Mm-hmm. It's only 30 episodes, which is a nice little relaxing pace, but that's about it. How long was Kabuto? 49. Whoa. Okay. Wasn't yeah. expecting that. Most writers. Like the length of a like Power Rangers uh, season. Yeah, and actually been watching um, Turbo <laughs> most of the day. I and need to I... get back into that. My God, I keep keep putting it off. <laughs> Where am I at right now in Turbo? Hold on. I think I'm on episode 40. I'm looking right now. Nope, I'm on 30, 38. Good so gravy, we're dude. Almost, <laughs> we're almost to the In Space Saga because I really want to watch that. In Space is so much cool. So much fun. I remember being in space being cool with that very first episode where you've got all the people like loading up into the shuttle and then launching off for whatever reason. Um and also the, the Turtles episode, which is probably my favorite. Well, of course Turtles is your favorite. You like little snappers. Oh yeah. I just remember Bulk and Skull. I don't remember them if they actually got on the shuttle or if they got left behind. Um they got left behind. That's what I it was. Okay. Think? I think they showed up in Lost Galaxy, and Skull ended up forgetting that he was supposed to be on uh, on the spaceship to go to Terra Venture. It was weird. It was one of the two. I forget which one. Well, that's really awesome that you're watching Turbo, and I haven't been able to catch up yet, so fuck you. Tell me a little bit about Kabuto real quick. Like, what, what was that about? Like, in... So, Kabuto... It's like... So it starts off, it's like weird. So seven years ago, there was like a meteor that crash landed in, I think, Shibuya. Mm-hmm. And there's these aliens called worms that can mimic people and like kill them. Oh. And so there's an organization named Zect okay. that has like the mask writer program and different, essentially like, like they make their own mask writer. So like, uh, Toji or uh, Tendo is the main character, and he dons a belt, and he's like, uh, he quotes his grandma a lot, and he's like, "I walk the path of heaven," something like that. He quotes until... his grandma. All right. <laughs> yeah, he, it's pretty. He's like a really cool protagonist. I love him. Until one day, like he was waiting to use his belt. Until one day, he was finally able to use it, and then he becomes Comrade Kabuto. Probably explained a little bit better by somebody else, but. It's very cool. The, I think the first, like twenty episodes are very good. The latter half is a little, yeah, a little shaky. But it's fun. Yeah, they change writers. Like the writer for the show was different. 
Oh. Um, well, that mm, that that kind of makes sense. I mean, that happens through a lot of productions lately. I think it has some of like the coolest written characters, like Tendu. The main writer is really cool. All the like, there's like six different writers in that show. Damn. And there's one that stands out as my favorite. It's like his. He doesn't call him his friend, but he's like his friend. He's like a uh, somebody who works for Zach. <laughs> you um, ain't my friend. You my really bitch. <laughs> yeah, it's like he doesn't. He just doesn't call him like Tendu doesn't call uh, Kagame a friend. It's like he's just like an acquaintance until like the last episode. But it's very good. I won't spoil anything. But okay. he has like the coolest arc. I will say, if I'm not mistaken, it was one of those episodes that I actually got to see when I went over to your place about a month ago. Is that right? No, we watched Black Sun. Oh, it was Black Sun. Oh, I stand corrected. Um, yeah, Black Sun. From what I remember seeing, because this was like at what, like eleven o'clock at night, I think it was. I yeah, was it was really, really tired. Maybe it was one o'clock in the morning. I don't know. There was a one in there somewhere. <laughs> all I remember is there were these two guys that were fighting. All of a sudden, they turned into kaiju-like people, and they weren't the size of kaiju. They were just literally humanoid kaiju people. And then there was a lot of body horror and stuff being ripped off or cut off and like kaiju blood. I was like, holy hell, this yeah, is sick. <laughs> I love that show, man. It's 10 episodes, so you could watch it pretty quickly. It's 40 minutes an episode, but I highly recommend that show. I definitely want to. And where were you watching Kabuto? Just to make sure if anybody's listening, we can um, let them know. Tokuzilla has a bunch of toku american toku a lot of that stuff on there and it's in really good quality all english dubbed <laughs> you know i love me some dub or english <laughs> subbed i'm sorry oh you son of a bitch <laughs> <laughs> speaking of subs Subway. i think we should no <laughs> i had that last <laughs> night and it was it wasn't terrible but i know you have a differing opinion but anyways um it's okay I wanted to go ahead and talk about our current sub show to which you almost brought up, but I stopped you midway because you're a bitch. But anyways, Ultra Q. <laughs> oh man, me too. This show, my God. Okay. So first thing I want to ask you, what do you think the plot of this show is without actually looking it up on Wikipedia? It's like every episode has its own plot. Okay, what's like, the overall a... structure, though? Kaiju bad. <laughs> Kaiju scary. <laughs> Alright, that, that's that's one way of putting it. Um, I didn't like that so far. So, the overlaying connective tissue that I can at least pull from this is that there's always some sort of reporting agency that manages to find some sort of kaiju phenomena, and it usually is kaiju bad. And this was all shot in, what, like, 1960s? Yeah, I think it is 19... I'm just double-checking here. It's like 1960-something. Man, Wikipedia with the 60-something. That's awesome. I know, right? <laughs> this show is not at all what I was expecting. Like, I didn't really know what I was going to be walking into, but it's pretty entertaining. Let's dive into the first episode. Um, So... What do we have as the first episode? That one is called Gomez or Fly Defeat, Gomez. Defeat Gomez. Defeat Gomez. That's right. The idea for this particular episode, from what I remember, and also pulling up my notes here, um, Citronella. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, basically, there was this monster that was inside of a mining tunnel, and people were suddenly freaked out by it, and it started going on a rampage within the tunnel. And then outside of it, there was this bird creature, which I believe is, uh, as you said, citronella, right? No, Litra. So Litra, Litra. is the giant bird, kind of like uh, the giant condor. Okay. Oh my god, movies. Yeah. Now, first things first, when you see Gomez, he's kind of terrifying until he does the same thing over and over. But then when he actually comes out into the sun, you're like, what kind of rubber man monster bullshit is this? It's Godzilla so with weird. fat flaps, and it likes to kick dance and kick rocks. <laughs> it's so cool looking, though, that design. It's very, like... It, the way it's introduced, for some reason, reminds me of... I mean, it's the big connection. Like, the first Godzilla movie. Mm-hmm. Where, like, Godzilla's peering out through, like, the mountain on the back end. Of like behind the mountain it just looks so cool though i love it it does but yes and it's very goofy though honestly like when it's uh when it looks down when like you can see the camera pointing up and you actually see it staring down it actually looks legitimate mm-hmm. terror legitimately terrifying like i yeah. honestly thought oh wow that's that's a really cool shot <laughs> yeah um, it's very very neat to see but there were a lot of different things in there which it was incredibly goofy like the fact that there's there's a tunnel inside of a tunnel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was the one thing. It was like tunnels inside of tunnels inside of tunnels. And, and I, an and just like how things are now, a lot of bigwigs still don't know shit when it comes to anything going on within their company or anything happening like there and then. They have to rely on the little people. So it's like okay. <laughs> yeah, um, no, they they just don't care. They really don't. It's it's pretty fucked up honestly oh that's right there was also this one point I'm, I'm looking at my notes here uh they were trying to rely on this little kid who i guess was like one of the main tunnel people's um tunnel people uh <laughs> one of the uh miners uh like grandsons i believe his name is uh, it was or- like his grandson or something like that yeah yeah and like one dude legit ran up to the kid and full nelson him I'm like, why? What is he doing? <laughs> God, yes, I remember that scene. Jesus. Yeah, it was fucking weird. Then we got Litra, and as you mentioned, Litra was the bird monster. Um, it literally looked like a giant rooster, and it had a peacock tail. Like that when it first comes out of the egg, that hatches from an egg. Yeah, know, like monsters do. It, like it has this dead face in it, and it's so creepy to look at, like head on. Like, I did, I was like, I watched it at night, and I was just like, oh. The way that fight is at the very end, it's weirdly cut, man. Like, Gomez, he's super angry, and then he's, like, trying to lash out at Litra, and then he just falls on his tortoise shell and dies, and then the bird lands on it and then dies with it. Like, what? (laughs) Yeah, it's just a really weird, like, death scene. Just like, let me die with you. Like what Mothra did to Godzilla at the end of uh, King of Monsters. Yeah. So it's a... I'm sensing a running theme, at least when it comes to these uh, episodes, which we'll get to when we get to episode three. But things die in weird ways. Like, not even in conventional ways. They just straight up... eh. (laughs) I I think episode two has the best one, I think, in my opinion right now. Because it wasn't an actual death? 
I I want to say it was a death. Man, all right, let's get into it. So, this one was called Goro and Goro. All right. Goro so, Goro. my first thought was like, "Ooh, look at that giant monkey at the beginning." <laughs> like, I really thought it was funny looking. It had a really that, derpy looking face. That reminded me of the Godzilla con or the I'm sorry, the confrontation ride at Universal Studios. Yes. Where you're the on the, the Skyliner. Yeah. yeah. Or the tram, yeah. And it's like that always scared me as a kid. Mm-hmm. So seeing that brought back those flashbacks of me like in the queue crying. Yeah, but when you've got that little tram there and this so particular cool. thing and you've got that really derpy looking face, like um oh my god yeah. it was really like if you were to use that instead of what we had for confrontation back in the day that it wouldn't be that scary no i'd be like i i wouldn't know if i wanted to like piss myself or like oh, <laughs> try to piss on it. the face <laughs> oh man um but it was also it's weird me. how you could see with the toy tram how like when it tried to cut away for that long shot and you actually legit see that it is a toy tram going away. Oh yeah, it's weird. The explanation they give for uh, Goro that it's big because of its thyroid. Yeah. It's a thyroid issue, so it's big. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's so like an excuse. They call it the uh, the special walnut potion, or no, it's the Alba Alba walnut the potion. Alba. Yeah, the Alba nut, something like that. Yeah, and all I wrote down in my notes here was special nut potion. Nut <laughs> <laughs> potion, and then it drinks milk, or it doesn't even drink milk. It just has milk spilled on it the whole time. Dude, so that's the first thing that okay. So the monkey's name is Goro, and then we also have this little. He's this mute guy who basically works for this, uh, I guess it's another research company. Um, yeah, it is like a research. He's like a custodian. Right. And so he, like, he goes to like hang out with the monkeys, and he's aware that there's this giant-ass monkey that's also called Goro. Unfortunately, even though this dude's name is Goro, everyone just calls him Monkey, monkey Boy. Like, Yeah, he gets beat up and like arrested. Like, this is probably, like, the first, uh, like, footage of, like, police brutality because he gets beat up by a bunch of people and the police arrest him. Yeah, I mean, they had a legitimate reason. Farmers are like, hey, yeah. quit stealing our shit, monkey boy. Er, her, her. And then the police come in, hey, quit stealing their shit, monkey boy. <laughs> God, that's funny. I love the way that kind of, like, the miniatures in that, like, the when he flip, when Goro flips over, like, the little truck, it looks so cool. <laughs> I, I wrote down monkey clumsy monkey fall down and go collateral damage. <laughs> that is a reused Godzilla or King Kong suit from King Kong versus Godzilla. Is it? Which really? is really cool. They did. They just added the tail and they made it look not so weird looking. Oh, okay. So obviously it's a giant monkey. It's going to go through a city and it's going to rampage at some point. The rampage. Honestly, I laughed at it at first. And then it was it weird got... to see, but yeah. Oh, well, the thing that made me laugh is it got shot in the ass by something, and it just, like, rubbed its ass like, ow. <laughs> yeah, they're shooting bullets at it, and they're yeah. shooting in the butt, and it's just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and then he's, like, knocking down different shit, and then he's, like, peering into the into the different, right. like, buildings and the windows. I'm like, wow, this monkey's a pervert. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, it's so weird. 
And so then at that point, like uh, at the very end, when they've got the uh, everybody trying to find out what they're going to do, like, are they going to kill it? Are they going to put it down? Like, what, what are they going to do to try to subdue this monkey? They come out with this big ass quote. Milk truck. Oh, <laughs> it goes, you don't need weapons. You just need a heart. I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, they did the. It wasn't what was it? it wasn't the bullets that killed uh, King Kong. Like whatever whatever the it, line was at the end of King Kong. Yeah, it wasn't the fall that killed King Kong. It was a broken heart. <laughs> exactly the. I'm like you. You've got to be shitting me. Yeah. <laughs> but going back to that milk thing, so uh, little Goro, Monkey Boy, he likes to feed him, and when he does, he brings him this giant vat of milk, and. When he does so, I'm like, what What the fuck is it at first? Like, I'm like, is he, like, trying to fill up anything he can? Is it going to be a thing of water? No, it's milk. And it's milk. he tries to chug it, but literally because it's a rubber suit, it's a rubber suit filled with nothing but, like, hair follicles and cloth and shit. He, yeah. like, puts it up to his mouth and then spills it all. I'm like, I feel bad for the guy that's inside the suit because that's, that's going to smell. See. <laughs> but yeah oh man it's gonna be so gross but it, it just spills it from his chin down mm -hmm. it's just like there wasn't even any trying to put it in the mouth it's no. so goofy though no it was so bad and then at the very end they decide to uh you know try to subdue him as i mentioned before and in doing that they end up giving him another giant vat of milk and it fucking roofies the goddamn gorilla yeah it was so I, I look back at it it was tranquilized milk it was, and it's so just it funny was the way he falls asleep. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Garo just starts screaming when he falls asleep. He's like, ah. It's so weird. And then he just, like, picks his arm up, scratches his gut, and then goes back yeah. to sleep. <laughs> it was really funny. So the funniest thing that I saw uh, in that entire episode um, was when the research station has, like, the other bigwigs that come in. And he goes like, hey, so what are we going to tell the boss? Oh, that gorilla man? And so then he turns around yeah, and he goes like, gorilla! And he goes like, huh? Gorilla? No, there's a giant monkey out there. And it's just <laughs> <so> stupid. <laughs> uh, but it wasn't the best episode of the three, but it, it, was, it was pretty it was solid. It entertaining. Yeah. But the best episode, dude, I'm going to let you that take the reins on this one. The Gift so the third space. episode has probably one of the coolest monster designs so far. This one was really cool because it starts off just like a Twilight Zone. Mm -hmm. Like you're for the next 30 minutes, your eyes are about to see what they believe, something like that. And it was really cool the way it was done. Oh, and let me interject here. The title music that they have for each episode, very mm -hmm. funky music. It's so, so cool. Yep. Oh, man. Anyways, go on. So this episode's about essentially a UFO that was sighted by two people in a, like in a, I forget what they're in a, um, like helicopter. Yep. And discovered that it was actually a lost space capsule that was returned back to Earth. Um, I believe it came from Mars. <laughs> yeah. And there's <laughs> one scene and it's like, they're, they're looking at the contents of stuff that came back and one of it's just like, a plastic bag and they're like this is something we've never seen before on earth and it's like yeah we have this here <sighs> and they're like looking at it and it's so weird um but then they end up finding it was like two golden eggs 
and they end up getting stolen by a couple of gangsters. Now these eggs, like, they don't look like regular eggs. They look like little so like almost like, like what you would get like chocolate egg, golden eggs or whatever. Like yeah, golden chocolate eggs is what they look like. Yeah. It's pretty cool the way like it's like I don't know, there's something about the shine in those eggs that I like. Um you can but yeah, they end up getting through the black and white very well. Yeah. And they end up they're stolen by two people who thought they were like real eggs, real gold eggs. Japanese um, gangsters. The gangsters, yeah. And they go, bro, why aren't you helping me out, bro? <laughs> and they they end up taking to a cave, and it's never explained, but like one of the eggs gets dropped into like some like lava, like fluid or whatever, some like boiling toxic. Yeah, like, what fluid. the hell was that? I don't. It's just like guck. It was like it's the ooze. It's like how they make black tar heroin. It's just the black tar first. It's just black tar. <laughs> but yeah, when the the egg just gets bigger and bigger, and it's so like it gets incredibly huge, of course, because it's kaiju, mm-hmm. and then out come freaking snail kaiju. Man, the coolest design. Oh yeah, it was when I saw it pop out. I'm like, first you see the backside. I'm like. What is this disgusting shit? I have no idea what it's going to be. And then you see the eyeballs. And I'm like, oh, oh, this is cool. This is really, Thanks. really cool. <laughs> Looking at it, its name is Namagon. Namagon. Nah, I'm gone. <laughs> yeah, that's me. And they're like on the island and it falls off a cliff like tremors. Yeah. So, like, so how everything works out is that the little gangster members they go in there they end up dropping the eggs and then um obviously you know namagon the giant slug snail thing ends up coming out and it actually blasts them with these eyeball rays and it's just like little squiggly lines but they don't like explode or anything they don't like fall into pieces they're just they just frozen to death yeah then when the other research people try to find out where where all this noise is coming from and they find this, you know, location, they end up being chased out by this giant snail. And honestly, the way that it breaks out from that cave, really cool. It was actually really, really, really cool. It reminded me a lot like Mothra coming out of like the egg or like a cave. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm pretty sure like, so like the cry was very familiar. Like oh, the, the scream. The yeah. It was when I looked it up. It was actually the same cry they used for like Baragon and Baron, for those kind of movies. Really? I mean, that's not surprising. But that's that's actually really really cool. And so like the giant slug snail thing is like chasing them, and one guy is like shooting at it, and then it ran out of bullets, so he just throws it at him. Like, why are you wasting your gun? (laughs) Um, and then it just like runs off that cliff. And then it melts in the sea. <laughs> it does just kind of melt. It's like, I... Okay. And this is like what I mentioned earlier. This is like... It seems to be a thing where the giant kaiju die or are subdued in very weird ways. And but I, I think this that's going to be the running theme throughout it. This one has a better twist at the end. Oh, yeah. Go on. So this twist... One of the researchers ends up keeping, I think, one of the eggs. Mm-hmm. She has it. I don't know how she got it. How she gets it, and the egg ends up just growing, just grows bigger and bigger, and they're freaking out because it's growing in the house. 
and they throw it outside and then another one hatches and the scene that was really cool is they're hiding from it and you just see the two eyeballs look up inside the it's like a two-story house look up onto the second story just and they're in. brightly lit eyeballs too brightly lit and it's weird because it's like it drinks the salt water to get stronger and I'm like, man, that's fucking creepy. Cause like it's it's slugs. Slugs don't like salt, but it uses salt water to get stronger. Mm -hmm. God, it's wild. But then the other one just straight up died in the, the sea. Other one just so died. Like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> makes me wonder if maybe that one's still alive, just growing. Nah, it's straight up dead. They didn't have the budget to make a sequel. <laughs> God, I want them to. So, what do you think the overall message was for that particular story? Don't steal. <laughs> Don't go to Mars. Don't go to Mars. Just stay home. I, I wrote down mine. Don't explore the unknown, fear everything, and die like a drowned slug. Exactly. <laughs> when it comes to all the different things that we've watched so far with this particular show, what's the one thing that stands out the most to you? Like, what's the one thing that you really, really thought, man, that's really fucking cool? Like, as a whole or individual episodes? As a whole. I think the monster designs for me, even though, like, the second one was a little little vanilla. I mean, it's just King Kong. Mm -hmm. But it still looks a lot better than, like, the, the King Kong versus Godzilla movies. Gomez is just a redesigned Godzilla, but it looks so weirder. It looks fat. <laughs> it's like if Godzilla and Gigan had a kid. And then just this new monster with Namagon is really cool looking. It almost reminded me of um, that show All Real Monsters, the guy who holds his eyes. Oh, Crumb. Crumb. That's what it reminded me. These monster designs, I'm really excited to see what else they have in store. Because mm -hmm. um, it's just like, it's like, I can't even make this stuff up. But like seeing that people put in like time and effort for these designs are so cool. So you're absolutely right. The monster designs are honestly like I, I was expecting something like standard for when it comes to kaiju stuff, because obviously if you're watching kaiju things or if you're listening to this, you probably have watched kaiju related material and you're wondering what are they going to do for a show that probably had like a not a shoestring budget, but damn near close. Um, yeah, it was a pretty low budget. But honestly, as surprising as the costumes are, and even though some of them can look a little derpy, like the face for Gomez and Goro, I will say that the cinematography shots for each episode are really top-notch. Like, they legit look yeah. like they could have put, been pulled out of a movie. Yeah, there are scenes, like, I like low-angle scenes with big kaiju because it gives you, like, a, like, this is how you would look looking up like that kind of perspective mm -hmm. um but yeah there are some really good shots on that show oh yeah very very so let me ask you this now are you excited to watch the next three episodes for when we do our next episode of the podcast oh yeah definitely very cool so other than that that's everything that i wanted to cover do you have anything else you want to add don't go into caves and <laughs> pretty much it just don't go caves don't if your monkey has thyroid issues <laughs> don't give it any nut potion yeah just leave it take it to aspca or whatever 
<laughs> oh, there was one other thing I wanted to bring up before we finish. You remember the scientist dude from the uh from the snail episode? Yeah. So first off, his name was Doctor. Like legit, that was his it name. It was just Doctor. Yeah, it, it was wasn't like just a full Doctor. <laughs> it was just hey Doc. Favorite thing about this guy is that he looked legit like a Japanese older version of Charlie's uncle from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> Oh man! If I'm you look at him, if I'll you, check it out. Yeah, if you look at him, he legit looks like a shot for shot. Like you could compare him, and you're like, "This is an ancestor. This has to be, <laughs> or an uncle or something." We're yeah, good. Same. I think that show was very good. It's very. I'm excited to watch the rest of it. How many more episodes are there? Oh man, I I don't know, but I think it's not very many. I think it's like maybe sixteen, and oh, it's twenty eight. Twenty eight. Yeah. Yeah, so that's not too bad. I want them to re- I want them to make like a movie. What do you think they could actually do as like an I well, I know they're doing the Godzilla uh Kong versus Godzilla or whatever it is TV show that they're doing for Apple TV. But if they weren't going to be doing it on an established IP like that, what do you think they would actually be able to do for something as similar to this? Like a reporter reporting on like random monster confrontations and stuff like that i mean that's what we're kind of getting here but yeah i could see that it's like focusing on one person like oh like going on travels and you know seeing through their perspective like uh there's the comic like the marvels comic and it's a the point of view of like a reporter seeing like all the big events happening in marvel something like this but with like kaiju or like he goes it's almost like what's that show like Man versus Wild or whatever, Man versus Kaiju. <laughs> Man versus Kaiju. Man, that you know what? That actually does sound pretty cool. Think about it this way: like if we have one of our friends, like what if it was you or Ryan, to like going around the world and like uh saying, "Hey, I want to see this thing. I'm not gonna get paid to do it, but I'll do it." You'll be like Twitch's number one person to go to, and like, oh, I see this Kaiju here. <laughs> get canceled immediately. Why? <laughs> Say something stupid, like take it home. <laughs> PETA like gets on me. I mean, if PETA got on you, then you know they don't have kaiju rights in mind. They don't. No, no they don't. PETA, PETA does sometimes. not respect kaiju. I'm putting that out there right now. <laughs> I think that about wraps it up for us here. Um, I don't have anything else. What about you? Not really excited to keep watching more of the show I'm excited to keep watching Comrider too just in general it's very almost like the older episodes are more like a slice of life kind of style mm-hmm. a little random but yeah no I'm, like I just need to sit down and watch this stuff because I have like trouble just like having like a moment not what putting on like the office and just something easy to watch well the best way to do that is to not have any streaming services <laughs> that too yeah but you know, I I can I can understand that all too well. I mean, I'm trying to go through my uh, uh my anime phase, but uh you know we'll see we'll see how that how that works out. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, lots of it. Anyways, this is Sean, aka Kensuketi. This is Chris, aka aka Cadaver Chris. Aka day. And you're watching Disney Channel. <laughs> Disney tubes. Later. Disney tubers. <laughs>